0: friends, welcome to the Brave Enough podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back or enjoy your drive and let's get authentic, real and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilcutt, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In season two, episode 34, Sasha interviews the founder of the Unhustle movement and host of the Unhustle podcast, Milena Regos. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Welcome to the Brave Enough Show. It's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. And today's guest, we are gonna be going completely counter culture. We're gonna be talking about the unhustle. And I just love this framework of thinking. And so I'm super excited to have her on the show. But I wanna encourage you, many of you know that I wrote my first book this year and was supposed to launch it right in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> Sometimes God has interesting uh Ways that he works. And so I'm just kept a positive attitude um, after kind of having a pity party for a few weeks. But I've been doing some different things, launching an online book club. And I just can't wait to discuss the book with you. I love hearing your thoughts. The book is really a workbook to go through with how to invest. With yourself and on yourself, and take time for yourself. It's called Between Grit and Grace The Art of Being Feminine and Formidable, and how our life is really spent on a spectrum between being gritty and assertive and authoritative and giving immense amounts of grace, at least in my life. I require a lot of grace. So I really want to encourage you. You can find the book at Barnes and Noble or Target online or Amazon. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Reach out to me and just share some of the things that you have learned or that you liked from the book. I would love to hear your feedback. So without further ado, we're going to get into today's guest. Welcome to the Brave Enough Show. It's your host, Dr. Sasha Shulcut, and I'm so excited to have my guest on today. I'm really excited because she brings such a different perspective, such a counterculture perspective, and yet she has such success in her life by doing the kind of the normal hustle, the normal like you know, power to the grindstone, powerful woman, like do everything, achieve everything, and then she made a 180 and took her life a different direction, which is also equally successful. And so I think right now in the middle of this pandemic, when many of us are finding ourselves doing jobs we've never done before or not doing jobs we've always done, this message is going to resonate with each of you. So my guest today is Milena Regos, and she is pretty amazing. She and I crossed paths um, on her podcast, which is an amazing, inspiring podcast, and she She really has this idea that what we're striving for and that can really cause burnout, anxiety, stress, overworking, we need to kind of stop and pause and think about the unhustle. So I'm excited for her to share her story and to encourage so many of us today that are facing stressful situations that we're in, especially in the middle of this pandemic. So welcome to the show, Melina. Thank you so much, Sasha. Thank you for having me. I I want my guests to kind of understand how you have such a you've had this massive change in your life over the last several years and the movement that w- what the unhustle movement is. But can you tell us how different this is than what you started out doing in your career?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am. Uh, I'll be the first to admit that I'm a overachiever I had been all my life and uh, I I grew up in Bulgaria and then came to the US so with that I was pursuing the you know my, my new life in the US and working hard changing jobs and eventually build my own uh, digital marketing agency and I was very successful from uh, based on what society is perceived as successful I had a team I had Amazing clients, and I was working, 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 and and all of that work uh, led to a lot of um, overwhelmed and stressed out and you um, know resulted in in poor sleep and digestive problems. And I still thought that this was normal, that this is just life. So I pushed and pushed even more and um, hustled until one day I decided to um, go on a vacation. Which normally us overachievers don't tend to take too many vacations, but um, it turned out accidentally it turned out to be a digital detox vacation by default, just because there was no internet connectivity where I was where I went, which was in in Mexico. And so, if you had told me uh, you you would be disconnected for ten days, I would have said, "There's no way I'm going." <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, after I was here, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have I, I didn't have a choice, and so. I spent 10 days without connect, being connected to technology. And in these 10 days, I was able to kind of awaken to the, to the, to the notion that there is more to life than working mm-hmm. and that I, I realized I was addicted to work and I realized what it was doing to, to my health, to my relationships, to um, my whole notion of uh, what success means and my body was telling me that uh, you know, enough is enough. And so I came back with that trip with, um, with determination to change something in my life. And even as small as taking more care for me. And I know you and I talked in my podcast how you started with just 30 minutes a day. I started looking at um, dismantling my organization, my company that I had built, and taking a little bit, just being a little bit more conscious as to what I'm doing with my life and with my time while still having a sustainable, um, complete life. And within in that process, I signed up with the Human Potential Coaching Institute. I, I got um, a lot more into mindfulness and meditation. I did mindful, mindfulness-based stress reduction practices. And one thing led to another, and hustle was born out of out of that clarity and that uh, wholeness that I was able to achieve in my life. Now I did all of this in 2014. It was it was voluntarily. Um But right now I feel like we are being asked to pause and to to take a breath and to reevaluate with what matters. And it's really hard for for people who are. Um, used to just performing and doing and constantly being productive, so we still hear all these messages of, now is the time to you know declutter your house and now is the time to learn a new language and and we have all these feelings of guilt if we're not doing and I think it's finding a little bit more balance between between the outward activity and the inward activities.
0: Mm, I love that and I and I love that when you talk about how the world defines success, because that was the track you were on. That was the track I was on. Like all of it, it wasn't like we had this, both of us had similar kind of pauses and pivots in our life. And it wasn't due to lack of success. It was actually due to our health, our mental and physical health saying, this is, this is not sustainable. And I, and so it it required it wasn't because it came from a um a place of failure on the world's part like if the world were to look at you and i back in those years where we both changed i think they would probably think well what do you need to change you look good you're making money you're doing all these things but we both knew that personally in different ways it was not healthy for us and i think that that is the trap because it's really easy to measure success based on your bank account or based on your titles or based on someone else's perception of you, but it's not sustainable. And if you can, you know, if you think about some of the most successful people in the world on the world standards, they oftentimes have broken relationships or significant health problems, or they've had things in their life that have are broken and they just, It's because they don't take that time to kind of fix what's going on internally. And so what did like how was the response to people around you when you kind of said, oh, guess what? I'm going to reorganize my priorities and restructure my life. And I'm going to, you know, uh, do retreats for people in Mexico and all these other things you're doing. Like, what was the response? (laughs) Well,
1: you're exactly on point with what you just said. That, that society, you know, there's a lot of uh, push from society for this success, and it's uh, measured by by your title and 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 by the bank account and the house and the car. And it's really easy for us to to fo- to follow follow into this, um, I call it the success trap. So when we decided to change our life and really simplify it and start living between um, Lake Tahoe and Baja, you know what? Our friends just said, you guys have figured it out. Because everybody internally, deep inside, knows that work and work alone is not the meaning in life. There is more components to it. So... When they saw us going through our change, we had a lot of positive feedback from people. And of course, there is a huge, to be perfectly honest, there is a huge component of um, financial fear. Right. Uh, because, you know, because it, it's one thing to say, oh, well, you guys um, figured out how to live between, between Lake Tahoe and Baja and always good because you've made enough money. And, and to be honest with you, that is not the case uh we're not rich we had to figure out how to survive on my husband's income for a while we had to figure out how to simplify and how to minimize our expenses to make this work but in in the end we gained so much more time for ourselves we made time for experiences we created new friendships and had time to like really connect with people and that made us gave us so much more joy that um the purchasing aspect of of happiness didn't matter to us
0: yes it's and it, isn't it interesting how you find richness in different ways like you know for so many years i focused on promotion and, and, achievement. And, and now I measure my success on how many trips I get to take with my family and how many times I get to connect with others and special memories I built. So it's, th- that feels rich to me. Like that's what richness is or a, a successful life is. But I think that a lot of times, at least in my, when I made significant changes, some people embraced it, but I also got a little pushback from others like what what is what are you doing and i think it was because maybe they felt like i i i was doing something that they couldn't ever do or kind of like what you were saying like people assumed you had all this money so that's why you could do this and they couldn't but the truth is you had to make sacrifices and you had to right. rearrange your life and i think sometimes even now i find other people who are like, well, you can do that because you have this. But the truth is that any change we make comes with sacrifices, wouldn't you say?
1: Yes, absolutely. This, this is part of the reason why things are really painful right now, because we are, we are forced into this change. You know, we didn't we, we didn't decide that we're going to change. And now we're dealing with all this and, and, and a lot of serious losses and sacrifices and, and huge change. And the one thing that helped me get through this process that might be helpful for people right now is to get really, really grounded in my own values. And when somebody says, um, has a contradictory comment, I know what I stand for. I know what makes me happy. And what makes me happy is going to be completely different than what would make somebody else happy. But identifying, and that was my clarity, I took time to get very clear with my own values and what. What makes me happy, and, and they were very grounded in wellness. They were very grounded in being authentic to who I am. They were very grounded in serving other people, and so out of that, Unhustle was born because I wanted to show people that there is a different path in in living a fulfilling life, and that it it doesn't come, success does not come all from from one dimensional life being focused on work, but from having a multi dimensional life where where you also have love and connection and and time in nature and relationships and being able to cook a nice meal with your family and and taking care of yourself so that you can actually show up for work mm-hmm. now a very interesting thing happened in that whole process, and it's something that I refer to work work less and make more because when you get grounded in your in your values and you and you bring intentional living to your to your life and to your work you can actually produce more in less amount of time when you eliminate the distractions and and you focus on on what you do and just focus on the most important things there's no productivity hacks there's no time management hacks that will get you there but it's uh it's just a a perspective shift as with regards to focusing on just what really matters in life and in work. And at the end, you end up producing your most meaningful work in the least amount of time, having the the most impact with the world, which is what happened with me.
0: Well, and I think I, I love how you talked about having impact by knowing your values, because I know as someone who wants to serve people, you know, I lead a large group of women and I'm constantly thinking of ways to serve them and, in the pandemic, I often find myself thinking at three in the morning, like, what can I do to help them? How can I serve them? Because they're on the front line, they're working, they're trying to help patients, they're, they're trying to teach their kids at school at home while they're, you know, they're doing all these things. And I often can find myself like creating more work for myself that's not necessary, just out of a a feeling of frenzy, or I'm not doing enough. And I, what helps me always and grounds me is pulling back to think about my mission and my values, because what I really should be focusing on is living my values. And so, you know, there's a million things that you and I could do today. We, you and I could, you know, go out and volunteer in a million different ways, or we could write things, or we could help people, or we could volunteer for this. But it, it really, our life, our individual life should be driven by what we value. And I think it helps me at least kind of stay in check. So I'm not just doing things to be busy, but I'm actually utilizing the time that I have, um, based on my values. And one of my values is to be mentally and physically well. <laughs> so, you know, like today I'm I'm working from home today and I have a million things to do and I woke up thinking, "Oh, I got to do all these things." And I thought, "Okay, stop. Actually, you got to go exercise. You got to take a walk outside before you do anything so that you can actually clear your mind and check in with yourself. Uh, Which is a constant struggle, but I have to, I constantly have to remind myself, like, you have to take care of yourself, Sasha, because it's so easy just to fill up our lists, you know?
1: It's so true what you're saying, Sasha. I mean, I feel the exact same way. and It fully fully shows up, you know, and I have my own fair share of sleepless nights staying awake. What can I do for my community to help them out? feeling, you know, overwhelmed and stressed out with all these things that we can do, right? I mean, it's very, very real. You described it very well. And so I'll give you an example. And and living based on your values and and introducing the principles that that Unhustle is grounded in my own life is the absolute best way I can show up in the world for me and for my community. So I 100% agree with that. Um, I'll give you an example. I started... I thought, okay, I'm going to start a 30-day reset Instagram live tips for people to just share my practices with with the world. And to be honest with you, about halfway through it, I realized that um, that was putting too much stress on me. And in reality, it probably wasn't the best way I can show up for people. So I had to pivot. I had to take a pause, take a step back. And say, okay, is this really what what my people want? Mm. And I ended up saying, you know, I'm just going to start a membership where we have like a place where we can get together each week for 10, 15 minutes and walk away with one simple actionable step, but have that have that personal connection. You know, have that live call, have that one-on-one contact and so I, I had to say the Instagram live is not how I'm serving my community and, and completely pivot from that perspective and I have to be um, perfectly honest with you too I get overwhelmed throughout the day and, and I and I show up in my office with a million ideas to do and not enough time to do them so when that happens I, I close my eyes and take a few breaths I get grounded and I come up with just what's the one thing that that I can focus on and just do that one thing.
0: I love that. And I love that you are, you have simplified it because I think right now we all want to help. We're helpers and we all feel like we should be doing more. And we often also at the same time have a lot of, time in our house that we're finding where we're not running around or traveling or doing all these things. You know, We're not going to sporting events. We're not going to our kids' activities. We're not doing things. So we have what feels like time that we should should be doing something. And I think right now there's such a good time to work on our inside and go internal and think about our our mind and think about our mental health and think about what's going on inside. And oftentimes we don't want to do that when we have free time because it's scary, right? Like it's scary to work on yourself. Right. Um, but I know for my, my own like peace of mind, um, giving myself like one task that I like Saturday, I I had like 12 things on my list and I looked at my list and I thought, this is so ridiculous. Like why do I think I have to achieve like 12 things, you know, but my kids wanted me to sit outside with them and watch them swim for a few hours. And I was like, okay, this is, I'm actually adding that to my list. I'm going to add that to my list. So, and I'm going to scratch off, you know, 10 of these other things because I tend to just, you know, be a workaholic and put my head down. And I have to really be mindful of how I could serve on Saturday. It was serving my kids by being outside with them and for several hours and hanging out with them and watching them. And, and so I think it's like, it's something that is very individualized, but if we don't take time to really go internal and and ask ourselves how we're doing with the list or how we're doing with the guilt or how we're doing right now, we won't we'll just find ourselves feeling this constant like anxiety that we're not doing enough.
1: Exactly. And it's only by going internally and finding that calm and clarity internally that we can deal with all this uncertainty and all this change. And it's so difficult to to do this than to, Take time and to meditate because it is scary you know we're face to to look at ourselves and figure out who we are and ask ourselves some hard questions so it's scary but i'm seeing such a huge shift too for in the mindfulness community Um, there's so many free resources available and such great teachers so so if you're thinking of one thing to do right now maybe it's just to to pick up uh, a new practice like meditation or mindfulness, because that's going to actually help you stay grounded through all this uncertainty and all this change. And help you ease that overwhelm and feelings of anxiety that um,
0: come up every day. I love I love that. So say if someone's listening, because I know there's probably a lot of people listening that are really feeling overwhelmed right now, or they're feeling that kind of the, that fast feet feeling or fluttering in their chest or that their brains kind of racing and they really want to learn some mindfulness techniques. Where how, how where would you send that person or what's something they could do? Where would they start?
1: Mm, That's a great question. Okay. So I'm trained in mindfulness-based stress reduction, which is by Jon Kabat-Zinn, and he offers some some great resources. I learned to meditate the easiest way because meditation, we think it's, you know, sitting on a cushion, cross-legged on the floor with a candle next to you (laughs) and and yoga beach (laughs) in your yoga pants. And there's no such thing. So here's my tip. Yeah, well, there is such thing, but we're not monks. So uh, here's, the th- you know, here's the thing that helped me tremendously. I learned this from um, a guy by the name of Light, Light Watkins, and he basically teaches a very simple way to meditate. Um, and he debunks the myth. and He's a meditator. He's a vedic meditator, but he debunks the myth of meditating. And he says, sit on the couch like you're gonna binge watch Netflix, because if your body is not comfortable, you cannot get your mind to be comfortable. And, you know, if you need to scratch, scratch, move, move, whatever you need to do. I mean, I actually do most of my mindfulness practices when I'm outside walking in nature, when I'm doing the dishes, I kind of incorporate my mindfulness practices throughout the day. Like but anyway, that. back to the meditation. You know, just uh, see if you can um, – also told, and that's another myth, that we should not think. Well, that's never going to happen because we are going to think. We have like 60,000 thoughts in a day that, that cross our minds. So, so let's just let go of the myth that we're not supposed to think because we're going to think. But just let that thought uh, – be aware of that thought and just let it go. So Watkins teaches some simple, very simple meditation practices. And um, uh, an app, a free app that I use is called Insight Timer, mm. the Insight Timer app. And they have uh, amazing, amazing platform with a ton of resources, guided meditations. Uh, they have 10-day courses. And of course, uh, people can reach out to me, and I can show them some really, really simple <laughs> yeah, <laughs> My really simple mindfulness practices that that have worked for me. Like how to do a body scan in the morning when you first wake up. Wake up and just check in with your body. Like, what does your body need today? Do you need do you really need to go crush a workout and add more stress to your already stressed out body? Or do you need to just do some gentle stretching and movement and, and nourish your body and, and actually feel that you have more energy for the rest of, of your day?
0: I love so, that. I love this. This is so good. Okay. Tell us how to what what else for mindfulness, simple mindfulness.
1: For simple mindfulness, I mean, something you can do on your desk when you feel that complete overwhelm and you're like, oh, my God, I have something to do. Where do I go? You know, because it creeps creeps throughout the day. The, The easiest thing you can do is just close your eyes, take a deep breath in your lower belly, and just count backwards from five. Just five, four, three, two. One and you're arriving in your lower belly and that
0: is your gateway to presence. Mm, I love that. I love that. And, and it's so funny because, you know, someone told me to do this before I go into work. So I sit in my car and I just take like a mindfulness minute before I get out of the car and I close my eyes and do some deep breathing and just count and I don't know it. It 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 really does help like get reframes my mind because oftentimes I find myself most anxious when I'm getting out of my car for some reason and going into the hospital.
1: Mm, I'm. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a great thing that you've incorporated that practice because you're aware. See, part of part of when when you need to do it is actually the awareness part, right? You're aware that you have that anxiety, and so just being a little bit more aware of. Of your uh, emotions and your feelings, and not necessarily pushing them away. We're also trained that we need to push them away, yes, and move move through the fear and, and and overcome the overwhelm, and instead just be more gentle on yourself and and accept it, locate it in your body, and just breathe in your body, just like what you're doing in the car.
0: And and I like that you are saying just not blame yourself because I hear a lot, especially women. I mean, I mostly work with women and I hear women say all the time, like, what is wrong with me? I'm so anxious. What is wrong with me? And I always think, well, We're in a pandemic. There's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So like, it's okay to feel anxious. It's okay to feel stressed. It's okay to, to, uh, of course, you're going to have those thoughts. Of course, you're going to not, you know, there's a lot of like unknown right now. And we don't have all the answers. And what we're doing one day is we find out the next day isn't the right thing. And so I don't think that there's any way that we're going to get through this time um, f- stress-free or anxiety-free. Uh, but I like that you, you're you saying, like, be kinder to yourself. Don't blame yourself. Don't shame yourself for having those anxious feelings. Just be aware of them and be mindful of them.
1: Yeah, and the only thing that I keep going back to are the Valdian hustle practices um, that, that I'm aware of. I mean, of course, you can minimize some anxiety and stress by by. Um, controlling your your tech habits uh, maybe a little bit better and, you know, being informed of the news, but not necessarily being glued to your phone all the time because that also increases a lot of anxiety. But I think mindfulness and just being present every day because we're thinking every day and seeing what it's going to bring, right? We just don't know. And being comfortable in that we don't know what the future holds, but we never knew anyway in the past. Now it's just become more apparent.
0: Right. Yes, that's so true. I love that. Well, gosh, you've given us so many good tips. Um, Tell us how, I'm sure there's going to be women listening that really want to connect and follow you and learn these techniques and learn more about all of the things that you do. Can you tell us how how people can follow you and find you on social media?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to keep things simple and practice what I preach. So everything is unhustle. Unhustle. I love it. Website and social media, my email is me, Leonard, on hustle.com. I'm happy to set up some free um, clarity sessions with, with your people. I'm really trying to help uh, um, your community with uh, what I am doing um, and um, provide some um, free membership to that um, membership program I told you about for your community.
0: So, um, yes, I'm, I'm let me you know how I can help and, and I'm there. Thank you so much. And thank you for all of your teaching and your inspiration and your story. And I hope that if you were listening today, you learned something and that you take that deep breath and that you connect with Melina and her work with the unhustle. She has retreats. She has events. She has programs. She has a lot of stuff going on that is really healthy and beneficial. And in a time where you probably need a pause and a reset. So, and as always to live brave and thank you again, Melina, for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Sasha, and I really, really appreciate everything that you're doing and and all of your followers and and fans.
0: Thanks so much, and we'll make sure that we have information on how to connect with her on the podcast.
1: This has been an HSG
0: production.